Talent Talk Tuesdays is all about harnessing your God-given talents to live with greater clarity, purpose, and joy. You are wonderfully made, my friends. May all we do be for God's glory. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik, and today on Talent Talk Tuesdays, I'll be discussing part six of this 10-part series based on my free ebook, 10 Ways Your Talents Can Transform Your Life. Last week in episode 36, I talked about experiencing greater acceptance of self and others through your natural talents. So powerful. And today I'm talking about a sixth way your talents can transform your life by bringing you greater solidarity. Now, this is a pretty heady topic, and I'm going to be referencing some of the greatest minds of the church, much better than mine, but it boils down to some very simple ideas. Solidarity and Catholicism basically means that we're all in this together. One human family, all loved by God and all meant to work together for the good of all. And that all, that everyone, is reflected so beautifully in a powerful image recorded by St. John the Evangelist in the book of Revelations, chapter 7, verse 9. Here it is. I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation, race, people, and tongue. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb, wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. Think of the glory and dazzling beauty of this throng of people, a great multitude from every nation, race, people, and language, every one of them equal in dignity and importance to God, all beloved, all his children, all destined to come home to his love for all eternity. But not alone. They were not made to get to heaven on their own power, nor were they made to get to heaven alone without bringing anyone else. Of course, none of us would be able to reach heaven without Jesus. The victory of heaven is the victory of the cross. God's plan is one of self-donating love and a willingness to sacrifice and carry crosses for others. This is essential to knowing ourselves and our beautiful destiny. But what does that have to do with talent? To begin to answer that, I'll read from paragraph six from my ebook. As we learn more about each other's natural tendencies, we gain an attitude of solidarity that frees us from destructive conflicts. As we harness our gifts toward common goals, we become strong communicators, better advocates for progress, and much more able to notice, value, and leverage the contributions of others. Mutual understanding will not eliminate conflict, but it will help make conflicts productive and mutually appreciative. When everyone's gifts are respected and allowed to flourish, the wisdom inherent in our gifts uplifts our marriages, friendships, and teams. End quote. So a few concepts have popped open in the reading of this. One, learning about each other's gifts opens up communication and collaboration. If we can start to see through each other's eyes, a lot of things open up, connection and unity become possible. Number two, that greater connection to one another helps us to see conflicts as opportunities to learn from each other and teach each other and make everyone better for having wrestled with a disagreement in an attitude of respect and hope. Three, as each person's gifts are known and appreciated, those gifts are then free to develop in safety. And that development brings out the wisdom of those gifts as designed by God. 
Remember, your talents contain the seeds of wisdom that blossom as they grow and mature. Number four, all of that makes the individual stronger, blesses others, and makes their joint efforts more effective and fruitful. So that's a lot, I know, but some key words, solidarity, togetherness, understanding, safety, creative conflict, wisdom, greater impact, more fruits, greater likeness to Christ. It's his design. Remember Ephesians 4, St. Paul said, we're all the parts and the ligaments that hold the body of Christ together on this earth. And to do that takes understanding of self and others. We are the body of Christ together, and we're better together. We're so much better together. All of Catholic social teaching is based on the belief that we are one human family, and that every one of us has equal dignity and importance in the eyes of the Father. But if we're caught up in petty misunderstandings that snowball into chronic resentments, and this is very normal, sadly, we become blinded to the dignity and beauty that we are meant to discover together. St. John Paul II explained in his 1987, uh, excuse me, 1987 encyclical, Solicitudo re socialis. He said that solidarity is unity put into practice. Okay, so think of something coming to life, unity put into practice. The Holy Father wrote this in chapter 41. Today, perhaps more than in the past, people are realizing that they are linked together by a common destiny. And further down, he says, that the good to which we are called and the happiness to which we aspire cannot be obtained without an effort and commitment on the part of all, nobody excluded, and the consequent renouncing of personal selfishness. Sounds like the Christian life, doesn't it? Commitment on the part of all, no one excluded, renouncing selfishness. Boy, is that countercultural. But we are linked together with a common destiny, says this great saint. We are called to care about and serve one another, to uphold the common good. And every single person is needed, so there is no person left behind. But an attitude of solidarity challenges our comfort. And when we seek to embrace it, it really stretches us. It makes us humble pretty quickly, but it also draws out an attentiveness and a learner's mindset. We become eager to know and understand what we haven't known or understood before about ourselves, about others. But a spirit of solidarity gets us working together for worthy causes and goals, and the fruits of humble, prayerful, willing to learn solidarity are showing themselves to be powerful catalysts for the renewal of the church, even as our broken world tries to divide us. So many good things are happening. Corporate and ministry teams harness this solidarity, as do religious orders and parishes. Families, too, can get together and learn about each other in transformational ways. And this learning among people reveals to them the bounty of gifts God has provided for their journey together. So when couples get to know each other's talent themes, they suddenly have eyes to see that the very person they've been blaming for their pain has actually been misunderstood, mislabeled, and misjudged by them.
Again, I'll refer you to my love stories in episodes six through nine. In each case, just learning the basics about each other's talents, which showed them the beauty, the strength, the weaknesses, and the needs of their spouses, all that designed by God. But that ignited their compassion and their curiosity and bound them together in much greater solidarity, which protected them from the accusations of the enemy who feeds on our lack of understanding and seeks to permanently divide us. In each of these love stories, the couple began to see the need for a just and compassionate understanding of each other. And that humble admission, remember that humility is the cornerstone virtue, right? It's a powerhouse virtue, that humble admission that they need to know more about each other and to try looking at the world through each other's eyes, conquered division, uprooted pride, and cultivated life-giving, love-increasing mercy. It also unleashed greater trust, mutual admiration, energy, and affection. And then another miracle often happened. In seeing the beauty of God's purpose-filled design, they became united in a sense of mission. To not only love and appreciate the gifts of one another, but to support the mission and purpose of those gifts in serving others. Once again, we can see why the spiritual enemy wants us divided and plagued with misunderstandings. Divided, we live our lives in a frustrated, shrunken world that traps us in fear, resentment, and often selfish preoccupations. But together, united by faith, hope, and love, we can become an unstoppable force for good. We can join that glorious multitude of every tribe, tongue, and nation before the throne of the Lamb waving fragrant green palm branches in adoration and exaltation. In the first letter of St. Peter, chapter 3, verse 8, our first pope exhorted his people, Finally, all of you be of one mind, sympathetic, loving toward one another, compassionate, humble. And St. Paul wrote in Romans 15, verses 5 and 6, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to think in harmony with one another in keeping with Christ Jesus, that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as you know, I firmly believe the work of coaches is a major key to this work of renewing the church and establishing a compassionate understanding of gifts and callings in the body of Christ for the strengthening of the whole body. So of course, I strongly advise you to find a good coach. You can feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you. If we're not a good fit, I'll do my best to refer you to someone I trust who might be just more suited to you. And that's fine. That's the way it should be. Find the right person. But you can also go to catholiclifecoaches.com and talk with some well-trained ICF-aligned Catholic coaches. That's the International Coaching Federation. You'll see designations like ACC or PCC, and for a very few, MCC after their names. Those are ICF credentials. But find someone that you like, that you click with, and get started on this deeper work for greater solidarity in your life, your work, and your ministries. And as usual, I have a suggested homework assignment. Consider this question, 
Since I think it's safe to assume that most of you listening believe that God is infinitely good, powerful, creative, and beautiful, doesn't it follow that even though there isn't time enough in our earthly life to discover everything there is to know about the beauty and uniqueness of the people he creates, that it is a tantalizing and worthy preoccupation? Remember that our catechism tells us that our souls are unique and unrepeatable. And St. Paul tells us that each part of the body of Christ is necessary to God's plan for establishing his kingdom on earth. If all this is true, then should we not begin with understanding ourselves and then quickly and with great humility seeking to understand the people closest to us? Shouldn't we be lifelong students of the mystery of the people God has placed in our care? Intriguing thought, isn't it? And don't you want them to feel the same way about you? <laughs> but it takes a brave soul to get the ball rolling. So your mission this week, should you choose to accept it, is to ask someone close to you, what is one thing you wish other people knew about you? Try that question out and you can prompt them with further questions if they're like, what? <laughs> you can say, well, what do you love most? What refreshes you? What would you like to do more of? When do you feel most alone? When do you feel joyful, ener energized? When do you feel understood? And then ask clarifying questions with gentle compassion and acceptance. This is not a time to make jokes or be judgmental or you know have any kind of a negative reaction. You're creating safety for this person, okay? So keep gently prodding until you've helped that person unfold their heart in a personal way. We all really need this. We need to be heard and seen for who we are, okay? And never forget what they told you. Never violate their privacy, never mock them or injure their trust in any way. In fact, in the interests of greater solidarity, find a way to participate in some aspect of that person's calling or whatever it is that gives them their greatest joy. Stand with them and hold space for them to experience their own precious human dignity. You will be greatly blessed in this humble act of solidarity. You are wonderfully made, my friends. Reach out to me anytime. I'm at lisa at wonderfullymade139.com. I'm praying for you. Please pray for me too. God bless you.